Hi, we're the Conventional Podcast. You think going to conventions is easy. However, it's anything but. Holy crapperonis, welcome to August and all the stuff that we've dealt with in between. Yeah, it's been a month since we talked to you because we've had a couple of hiccups on our end and we've also been extremely busy, so we want to apologize in advance for that, but we're doing our best to get these issues solved so they don't happen again. And to make up for it, we're giving you some good old-fashioned extra content. Yep. And I'm going to lose as much sleep as humanly possible over this stuff. But hey, let's get this show on the road. I've already been losing sleep. You've slept in my guest bed. You'll be all right. I mean, that wasn't really the issue, but... I mean, a ghost and all that fun stuff. Don't worry about that. We have a ghost at my work. I'm used to ghosts, actually. Those don't bother me anymore. I mean, fair. As long as they don't touch you in the asshole. But anyway. All right. (laughs) All right. So... Getting on with our topic, we are doing reviews this episode. Yeah, we have about three of them lined up for you, in addition to additional announcements! Majestic additional announcements. So let's jump right into some good old-fashioned updates. A lot of you have written in specifically on our last review episode and wanted us to jump and do different conventions. I've actually got a few people that have asked us to do Comic-Cons. I've had a few people that asked us to do Gen Con, which I really would love to do. A lot of you want us to do Furry Cons, which I have planned ready to go. However, if you want us to go to different conventions, if you want us to actually be at a convention as a guest or anything like that, all you have to do is, step one, ask your local convention. Step two, ask us if we want to go. Shoot, I'm down to go anywhere as long as someone wants me to go. So if you want us to do anything, if you want us to jump anywhere, emails in the links in the description. We are welcoming to actually talk and, you know, just... Get some stuff done. Actually, you'll see a new link in the description this time. We have a Patreon now. Yes, because doing this entire thing month to month, back to back, and all the travel takes a lot. A lot that a lot of people don't even realize. And that's not including the cost of equipment, getting new equipment, and eventually winding it in getting an editor and other types of stuff. Because we would like to eventually get a dedicated room to this instead of hopping back and forth between sound studios and the like for this type of stuff yes so if you would love to support us please jump into our patreon if you don't want to support us month to month hey that's fine too hop on the coffee we're always down for that if you and, do and, and you don't even need to give us money on coffee just sharing our stuff is a huge help in getting our name out there because we greatly appreciate anyone who would gladly share our content and the faster we grow the better this stuff gets heck we might even have youtube episodes after a while yeah, we might even do podcasts live and you can see us talking in real life 3D. So actually when he shakes me, you can see him shake me in real life 3D. Exactly. You can call the police as fast as you want. They won't stop me. But anyway, let's actually talk about what we're here to do. The reviews. So when we actually did the reviews this time, we revamped our system, as we said in our last review episode, and kind of streamline the system a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we improved it. So we split up cons into 11 different categories. Uh, nine of them are worth one full point, and two of them are worth half a point to equal 10 points in total. Uh, the 11 categories are panels, lines, wait time, and registration is all grouped as one. You have the game room, you have the dealer's hall, you have concerts, masquerade, and dance as its own category. You have tabletop, you have staff slash customer service, you have photo shoots, 
you have organization, you have the artist alley, and then you have attendees and how they felt, or the general hype around the convention. Now, these weren't chosen at random or in some weird drunken bender, no. These are actually things that a lot of you, every single time I've ever seen someone do a review of a convention or leave a review or even talk about a review, these are the 11 most commonly talked about things. And personally, since that is the case, I believe that these would be the best way to actually break down a convention in a nutshell. I also forced him to do it sober. I would let him do it drunk. No, I don't drink that much these days. Says the guy who's drinking during like during half our episode recordings. Yeah. I know what I do. You can't stop me. I'm forcing you to drink water right now because you just took a swig. But you know, anyways, we on to my fun, fun vacation. Yes, let's talk about Anime Expo. Well, I'm not sure it's Anime Expo. I was going to call it QuakeCon. QuakeCon? Oh, yeah! <laughs> I completely forgot about certain situations. Yeah, so uh, basically the... First week of July, I went to Los Angeles because I did essentially like a little mini vacation before Anime Expo myself because we did like Universal and the Aquarium out there because I'm a huge fish nerd. But after that, uh, I went to AX slash QuakeCon and I experienced earthquakes for the first time. So that was actually pretty interesting. I'm not going to lie. Oh, you big baby earthquakes aren't that bad. Oh, no, it wasn't bad. Actually, I slept through the first one. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't aware of the first one until the alarm went off in the hotel blaring like, hey, there was an earthquake. You should have gone go out for like an hour and a half due to aftershock. So it's so like, kind of like a fire alarm or like a tornado warning. <laughs> they, they have the same thing for earthquakes in California, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, the second one happened. I was drinking at a beer garden with my friends outside. So being like slightly tipsy and an earthquake, it was a little weird. Did you fall? Did no, I didn't fall. Did the earth we, trip you? No, we were sitting down on like the sofas in the beer garden, so no, I I, did, I didn't fall. Yeah, fair enough. So AX was really interesting in a lot of different ways. Um, first off, day zero, you have to buy your own separate pass. It's not included in like the four day pass. So like day zero on Wednesday is its own like twenty dollar badge fee, and then if you get that. You need to have that to go to panels and go to, like, the Maid Cafe. Because my friend and I decided to go to the Maid Cafe at the last second. And the Maid Cafe, uh, while it was 18+, plus, it was mainly focused on just games with the maids. There was no desserts made by the maids. There was none of that other special, like, Maid Cafe type of stuff that they have at a Maid Cafe, unfortunately. So it didn't have a Maid Cafe flair, is what no. you No. Like, you could get food and drinks there, but there were just, like, stuff you could buy at, like, at a, at, a, at a general Asian grocery store. It wasn't, like, something that they had made. Because when I worked at a Maid Cafe, we made the treats, or they were self-made, or they had, like, a theme to them. They weren't, like, bought. Like, don't get me wrong, you can do, like, the Pocky game and everything, but, like, I was expecting, like, a, like at least homemade brownies or, like, some type of like homemade treat to some extent day one of the convention was interesting because that's when like the big line fiasco happened because basically the attendance was so high and there were so many people waiting in line it was like a six or eight hour line to get into the convention center from like all sides and it caused a huge fiasco luckily that was during when the first earthquake was and i helped my friend out at five in the morning with a photo shoot and because i got up so early i decided to nap a bit before going to the con so i luckily avoided those lines i went to a couple of panels and the downside for the panels 
isn't the selection. The selection is great. The guests were great. The worst thing about the panels, unfortunately, is the lines. For certain panels, you could wait for like an hour in line, and then you would still not get into a panel. You could even wait for two hours in some lines and not get into a panel. And the only like guarantee to get into a line was to like kind of like hover out where the line for the line would form and get into that line as soon as like the panel before it went in, so you could get into it. And then you'd have to wait for so like you're almost waiting for like almost two to three hours in a line to like see a panel and you can't do what you do at other cons and just be like oh hey i want to go see this thing and show up like five to ten minutes beforehand so that's kind of a bit of a bummer but the dealer's hall was nice like i mentioned earlier during the earthquake bit they had the beer garden which is actually really nice and i went to that with my friends i wasn't expecting that at all that was something new actually and the artist alley was nice, but it was very tight knit. And then because Friday was day two. I tried to go to the premiere screening, but it was also way too long for for a line because uh, my friend who I went with, we got there like an hour, hour and a half early for the line, and it was already super, super long, unfortunately. And I was able to meet up and we went to a wrestling panel because there was a cosplay wrestling federation, which was really neat. And we went to that, and then the food there is really good at the surrounding restaurants. That that was always a high plus, actually. So they have food around there. It can be a little pricey, obviously, because you're in California. But other than that, food there was pretty good. Saturday was the big Fate meetup. You had the guaranteed SSR come out. You had the Fate photo shoot. You had the Fate panel. And then I also stood in line to play the FGO Duo game. That was really fun, actually. And then I also was going around doing all the photo sets because I had the, the photo sets next to like the game area and like the fate setup, which was really nice actually. And then Sunday was like the day you have to go home. I saw panels. I was last minute dealers hall shopping, finding what I wanted to find and going to those last minute panels before having to hop on the shuttle back to my hotel to take the plane back. I didn't go line for line here, but I just wanted to like give like a brief in general kind of what I did at the con. So basically, you can kind of tell I didn't really hit up any of the concerts, masquerade, or dances, but I know friends who did type thing, so I'll be covering that through them. Panels for Anime Expo, I give that the full point. Tech was working just fine. All the presentators knew their stuff. All the industry stuff was great. There's a wide variety. The only thing that was downside was a line. That's more the convention's fault and not the panelists' fault, so I can't really fault them for that. So, but on the lines, wait time and registration, I can't fault them there. <laughs> the lines were very poorly mismanaged at this con, unfortunately. And unfortunately, because of the mismanagement, it caused a lot of issues. And you can see videos about this on YouTube from different creators, and you can hear all the horror stories about that. It did get better as time went on, though. But unfortunately, I'm going to give this one a point one out of the point five that we can give it. Game room was great. They brought in arcade stuff from round one. They had arcade DDR cabinets and they had consoles so you could play Smash and stuff. And it was all in the photo shoot area. They all put it in the same area with like the photo sets in the fake grand order area. So because of that and the good selection, it was good. But I wish it was 24 hours and unfortunately it's not 24 hours. So because of that, I, I gave it a 0.8 out of the one point. A dealer's hall is the best dealer's hall you're going to get. You can find stuff there you can't find anywhere else. It's the biggest. It has the most industry support. The only downside is it's so big that you can sometimes have like an hour wait line in the dealer's hall to get what you want. But other than that, like it's really good. I gave that the full one. Now for the concerts, I had friends go to the Accor's concert. 
And obviously the course concert was great, but unfortunately they put it in a smaller venue from last time than when I went two years ago and I saw them live. And my friends who worked the masquerade and the dance, that went really well. But basically due to how the resizing of the tickets went and only certain people could get tickets and you couldn't get tickets fully. I also don't like that you have to pay a separate fee to get tickets. I wish they were kind of included in the badge price because the badge is was like, what, $125 for four days. So I feel like at least one ticket, you know, a couple concerts should, in theory, be able to be covered. So I give that a 0.7. Tabletop, the tabletop stuff I did, mainly the FGO Duel, that was great. The card games I played briefly, also great. I give that the full one. Staff and customer service, even if things went wrong, staff was very helpful. They wanted to help you to get to the spot and answer to the questions of the best of their ability. So I can't fault them on anything there, but they knew their stuff. They were planned and they were trying to help out in the best way possible. And all the staff, I knew they were very nice about it. And then if you had an issue or if you're like, hey, can I wait for my friend? Because like this is going on. I'm willing to, you know, help do what you're saying. But like, give me a moment. They're very helpful and understanding. So full one there. No problem. Photo shoots. Great list of photo shoots. They had every series almost imaginable there. And they had them at varying time slots. And they had varying lighting. And all the cosplay was on point. You could find something from almost basically any series. It was great, and all of the photo sets were great, and everyone was great in the lines, and no one like took up too much time, and everything was very well organized, so I'll, that was very well done. Uh, organization for the con, the line part is the big kicker for this one. I gave them a half point out of this one, unfortunately, mainly because the first two days were such a mess line-wise, but they eventually got with it days three and four. That's why I gave it that. Artist Alley, I gave a point six. They have a lot of artists and a great selection, but the hallways are very narrow and you bump into people. And that's kind of a downside because it's harder to see the booth of each artist, unfortunately, because each artist, you know, will try to display their things, but if people are blocking it and you can't see it due to the tight corridors. That's kind of a bit of a bummer. And then the attendees for this con, all the attendees were nice. I didn't run into any bad apples. Everyone seemed really hyped and it seemed like a pretty good time. So that got the full point five. So after going through all the categories and giving all the point totals, I got a total of 8.2 out of 10, which is pretty good, actually, with the couple problems that the convention actually did have. Next up on the docket, while it's not a convention in the casual sense, it personally, I try and go to this every single year, the Bristol Renaissance Fair in Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm still hoping that I can go this year before it ends on Labor Day weekend, because it always ends on Labor Day weekend. Yep, and it has been rated the best Renaissance Fair in, for like, the what, last five-something years? Yeah, no, it's actually really good, and they take care of everything Yep, pretty well. So I got a chance to go opening weekend, and I got a chance to go on the RenCon weekend, which, personally, I was surprised to see how many people from the Midwest that I've recognized and a couple of our lovely fans were there as well. So, for all of you guys that were there, thank you so much. So, let's talk about the Renaissance Fair. I've gone the last couple of years myself. I personally like it. I love the fact that the staff is immersed in their roles. I am in love with the fact that once you step through those doors, you are in a different world altogether. I cannot hype the Ren Fair enough. Yes, the ye old ATM is the most fashionable of the period. Yes. <laughs> oh, it is glorious. You'll find a variety of different vendors. You'll find different types of food. Yeah. 
jousting is personally. I'm about to say food's like my favorite part in addition to I I like I like throwing axes and and firing bows and arrow and and, and weaponry. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. See, I'll I'll sit there for a couple hours just shooting a bow and arrow because it just makes me feel like I'm at home. But one of my personal favorite things is the lance lancing events and the jousting events. That oh, I I could sit there and watch that all day if I could. But they do a great production. They do a great showing. It the shows are actually really good too. If you see the different shows, yes, there. If you ever get a chance, just go to the Ren Fair. It's even if it's not the Bristol. While I do hype the Bristol enough, I can honestly say if you're closer to another Ren Fair, go try that one out. If you want to see the one that I love the most, go to Bristol Renaissance Fair. That being said, now that we've gotten the fun parts out of the way, let's get into the harder part of our docket. Yeah, we're getting into the good old nitty-gritty. During the same time period of Anime Expo, a local convention here in Chicago was happening, and because it is in our local scene where our show takes place, you guys have asked us to review Anime Midwest, and in all fairness, we will humbly accept. Now, there's a bit of disclaimer that we want to jump into before we even broach this topic. Yeah. So neither Jax or I support Anime Midwest or any cons run by Black Materia LLC or AnimeCons.org. That being said, since you, our listeners, were so inclined for us to do this and you requested it, you emailed us, you messaged us personally, and asked us specifically to review this convention, we will do this solely by not only your reviews online, Not only the things that you've sent us, but what personal friends have told us, and we will compile all of that together, and we will throw it through the numbers and see what it comes out. So yeah, Anime Midwest will get the same review style as Anime Expo just did a couple of minutes ago. And we will keep this fair and concise to the information that we have gathered and the information that you have presented in front of us. Now, without further ado, let's go through the numbers. Starting with panels. So there were quite a few issues with panels, unfortunately. There were panels that were announced that had the guests show up, and then they had no attendees show up to their panel. There were the fact that there were audio issues reported to us on the first day. I believe they were fixed after the first day, but we did have to break that down a little bit. Yeah, um, there's also bad presentations that went, and they just went poorly, and they were not well informed as well. Now, there were a couple of reports about a couple of 18-plus panels that were not well organized, and a lot of time they weren't even shown to be 18-plus panels on the docket, and that's bad. Yeah, because you should be checking ID if you're going to an 18-plus panel, because otherwise you can legally get in trouble. (laughs) Yeah. So, with all of the information that we've gotten, there were a lot of panels. That being said... I was told recently that there were a lot of copycat panels. There were issues with the fact that there wasn't that many quality panels that were put in place. And one of the biggest suggestions from everything that I've seen is consolidate and actually do a review setup on what type of panels go in. So with all this information that we pulled together out of a single point of one, we have to rate Anime Midwest panels this year at a point two. Now we have to move on to lines. And now when I say this, 
I didn't know how lines could get worse than Anime Expo, but Anime Midwest somehow managed this feat. Yeah, I've seen pictures and I've seen videos that were sent to us of pre-registration lines being longer than, you know, at-con registration lines, which sometimes I have to question that. Sometimes, you know, people from out of town will pre-reg badges and that line can get wonky pretty fast, but it's supposed to be handled fast. Yeah, also keep in mind that this wasn't labeled correctly either and there wasn't clear instruction on which line was which and people were waiting and lines that they didn't need to be waiting in because they weren't well informed and they didn't have proper signage up either. Right. There were signs at the booths, but there were no signs. The, yeah, they were directly like at the booth, but there weren't any for the lines or there weren't people like guiding the lines either, being like, hey, this is the line for this to like inform, hey, you might be in this wrong line. Because Anime Expo had that in spades, but they didn't have this at all for Anime Midwest. Yes. So the long lines kind of made it horrifying. And the biggest thing from what I was told was most of the lines were cash only, which should be something that you tell way, way, way in the back of the line. Because very few people that I know personally carry cash on them. Yeah, especially $50 worth of cash. Like, I could see maybe like 20 for like food, but I don't see people carrying around 50 or 60 for a weekend pass at an anime convention. Most people would usually have a card of some sort for that. With this rating... I, I'm actually very sad to say that this rating actually got a zero. I, I don't really know what else to say. Like, it needs so much improvement, it's, it's baffling. Yes. Now, on to the game room. Game room, I, I actually, from what I was told, there's very little to no complaints. Tokyo Tech blew the waters out like they usually do. Yeah, it's actually one of the small positives on this list. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I'm not able to give them a full point because it was from what i was told a smaller game room than a lot of people are accommodated to but it was still a game room wait times on certain games are obviously going to be a thing it's how it is it's every arcade in america and anywhere i've ever been so for that i'll give it a point six i i have no complaints from what i've heard so for the dealers hall moving on to the next one apparently there's, they only used half of the space for the dealer's hall and the artist alley this year. And there were a lot of complaints from the vendor side as well. However, the variety was fairly decent. That being said, it was still... A, there were a lot of issues with the dealer's hall from what I was told. Because apparently vendors were having issues selling-wise, and then so were the customers. They were also having issues finding things and getting in and out like they wanted. And people were constantly being told that they had a table but they did not get a table and it was just a cluster it was just a giant clusterfuck from start to finish so with that for dealers hall out of one point we would give them a point four customers on the customer side i will say that a lot of people enjoyed the variety and there are a lot of returning vendors that were top-notch uh, so for the concerts, the masquerade and the dance. Oh Jesus! Uh, for so at least for concerts, musical acts canceled. So like that kind of cuts it out. And for some people, musical act can be a very big draw. And the main reason they bought their ticket. So when you get there and they cancel at the last minute, that really can bum a person out for the con. Yeah, it can be a huge deal breaker. Now again, I don't know the full story about why 
things are going down, but visa, visa issues happen. That is a thing that happens. It's going to happen to big cons. It's going to happen to small cons. Visas, if you have an international guest coming, there is a good chance that something's going to happen and they are going to pretty much get screwed over. It is up to not only the person that was supposed to be coming to inform their fans, but also the convention to do everything in their power to inform everybody of what's going on if you cannot get that guess. So, and the one musical guest that did show up, they had panels for her and she had no attendance because the the kind didn't notify the attendees that this musical guest was having a panel. Yes. And that's terrible organization. Now, that being said, there are bajillions of reports of how Midwest handled this by only posting onto the Facebook page, which personally I believe they should have used anything included with the Facebook page. But they, in in their defense, they attempted to handle it, but it was not handled well. I mean, that's not even getting into the masquerades or the dances either. Yes. Uh, like, the dances, I heard they weren't very good, and I heard the raves were very... Or raves slash dances, depending on how you want to phrase it. I heard that they weren't good, and I heard that they were pretty short. No, I did hear the ball went very well. Okay, well, that, that's one of the small pluses. <laughs> yes. So, for the concerts, masquerade, and dance, we will have to give them out of one a point two. Tabletop. All right, tabletop. Tabletop, tabletop, tabletop. Small rooms, but that's a given. Variety. Things went fairly well. It was an app. It was a standard Anime Midwest uh, tabletop room. That being said, I am rating how Anime Midwest handles their tabletop room fairly well. I'll give them a point four, just just to be fair. All right. So staff and customer service. Oh boy. Okay. Well, this one's a bit of a doozy. This um, one's this one's tricky because I I've been getting so many up and down reports about this. I've heard immaculate stories. I've heard grandiose stories. I've heard horrifying stories. But above all else, the majority have been horrible. I've heard some diamonds in the rough, and quite frankly, I salute any staffer at any convention bar none for doing what they do this is a hard job and a lot of people don't realize it so when i hear bad reports i don't i don't like just looking the other way it's one of those things where you're like okay how do we handle this differently yeah what can we do better to improve the situation so that it doesn't happen again and improve for next year this year was in one of the top rankings of some of the bat- worst ways to handle situations that I've heard. And one of the more annoying stories in my position, a higher up was pretty much told somebody to handle a situation and that they weren't even going to touch it. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm paraphrasing, by the way. So, But yeah, apparently higher-ups told people down to people below her that it just didn't get passed all the right. way along either, too, which is also right. an There wasn't proper signage to help people out. Their staff there wasn't well-informed to inform the attendees appropriately from the reports that we were gathering because a lot of people were confused. Or it's like, I don't know where I need to get help to get this item for my panel because like this isn't working yeah. type thing. It's... A lot of people were not handling their positions well this year. And for that, luckily it is not one of the zeros on this list. I will give them a point one because quite frankly, I can't 
in all honestly i can't give them a zero there are too many stories where i've heard where people have tried their hardest to help people where people have legit been doing their jobs and actually being customer service doing what they can to help uh fellow cosplayers and staffers yeah so for those diamonds in the rough i love you for the ones that for the bad apples that are ruining a bunch just that point one's for you baby yeah now to the only positive left on this list the photo shoots the photo shoots had a good variety actually and they all were ran spectacularly from what we've heard actually so that's that's a good thing i'm not gonna give them perfect tens because nothing was like above and beyond but from what i've seen from what i've heard all the photo shoots were run, run fairly well. Nobody had any complaints about the photo shoots. There was weather, but that's a given. Yeah, welcome to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, so that one I'm going to give a point seven out of one. Yeah, because hey, good photo shoots are good cons. Yeah, so let's move next on to organization. Yeah, he he just threw the book at me. Now to sing to sing, you know what that means. If we could go into negatives here. Ah, uh, you don't want to know what the score would be, but it it's it's bad. It's really bad. Oh, and if, if this could be lower than a zero, I would I would have. I, it would be I'd probably say negative ten. But it oh, the organization is so bad, guys. Oh, it's it's terrible. Like <sighs> between upper staff and management and the lower staff, nothing is clearly communicated. There airs all over the place. People abuse their powers in certain points and they just don't care. And then panels don't go well because they don't have the gear they need. At least the game room and the photo shoots went well. So I can at least say that. But I already told you that it got a zero. So it's spoiler, it got a zero. Um, yeah. uh, we already talked about Artist Alley. And it's basically similar to what we said for dealers. So I've got a point four as well there. So uh, there's not much to say in addition to what we said earlier. Narrow spacing, but high amounts of different people doing different things the selections were very well versed if if it was a little bit bigger if it was a little bit more spread out personally i would highly have suggested going a little bit higher in the score but for a point four that's not bad yeah and then the last thing you guys the attendees uh most people in chicago view this as asin 2.0 that that's not really a lie because it's at the, literally the same place two months later so like they get hyped to it to a degree and it didn't seem like there were too many bad attendees this year because past years I can tell you that attendees haven't always been the best. Yeah. Now, this is something that I've learned over the years. If somebody wants to go to a convention, if somebody loves a convention, they'll go to that convention hell or high water. No matter what anybody else says, no matter what somebody else will do. That being said, the attendees are very versed in this situation. There are a lot of outcries against this convention that for various reasons we will not go into for this episode primarily because we are not a slander podcast. That is something that we will never do. That is something that I abhor and that is something I refuse to do. Now, that being said, this review was handed to us essentially by all of you. By everybody that sent in a review, that everybody that even went to the convention and gave a positive review, gave a negative review, gave a neutral review, the attendees are essentially you. What's your opinion of the convention this year was? I've heard standing ovations for this convention. I've heard jeering and boos and pretty much pitchforks and knives. For this, I'll have to give them a point two out of five. 
primarily because of how negative of a response that was given, but how many people, those few people, you know, the ones that were trying their hardest to do their job as staff and trying to help everybody, they were trying their hardest to keep this number up, trying to keep that hype train going. So for them, I have to give it a point to. So all in all, the total score for Midwest is a 3.2 out of 10. All right, so now that we got this out of the way, I do want to point this out. The reason why we're doing this review system, it is not comparing one convention to another. It is comparing the convention that year unto itself. I cannot stress this enough. You cannot compare one convention to another. That is like comparing apples to oranges. It is physically impossible. It's each convention has their own flair. Each convention has their own weaknesses and strengths. And to compare one to another, like comparing Expo to Midwest, not not fair. It's not fair at all. So the way that this review system works is literally comparing the convention unto itself. Yeah, basically, we're comparing it to past years of the convention if it's been running for a while. You also have to keep in mind the sizes of these conventions are another reason why we can't compare them, because Expo is literally the largest convention in the country for anime conventions, while Anime Midwest is hitting around maybe 5,000. Yes. Now, what I would like to do is actually start posting uh, the review numbers online. That way people can actually keep track of the numbers themselves, how we judge them. If you have a different opinion, please email us. We love Or message us. We got, yeah. we got the Twitter. We, yeah. we got the coffee. Patreon. Yeah, all that fun stuff. You have the ability to contact us if you have a second opinion. If you have a personal opinion about a convention or a story that you want to share with us, email it to us, give it to us on Twitter, show us your, essentially, show us what you see at a convention. Tell us what you know. Yeah, give us your reasoning, keep it informed, let us know what you think and why you think it. So in the crossplay episode, we announced a photo shoot in August. Well, unfortunately, due to the hiccups and the kinks that we mentioned earlier, it's getting delayed to October 19th. Oh, there's so many reasons for this. Yeah, but in the meantime, to replace our photo shoot that we went to, we went to one in Chinatown actually yesterday, and we decided to go there and talk with the cosplayers there. We took photos, and we talked to the people there in our local community. Yes. Now... In specifically the Chicago community, there has been a very large deficit of cosplay photoshoot meetups in the last, what, two, three years? Yeah, and especially in downtown, mainly because at the Botanic Gardens, the cost for a photoshoot permit went through the roof, and it was was only good for an hour or two hours. It wasn't for, like, the whole day like it used to be. Right. And then certain areas of Chicago, well, like Chinatown and Navy Pier, they kind of frown upon cosplaying to an extent. Also, depending on the size of your group, you have the issue of you have to get a permit nowadays, downtown Chicago, which does suck, but it is what it is. So when we went to the Chinatown meetup, we were pleasantly surprised. Actually, I was very surprised because, again, when I was a young Jaxling, shit wasn't acceptable. If you went to Chinatown and cosplay, you were deemed an asshole, but... This time we had about 75 plus cosplayers, including photographers, just pretty much show up in the park and everybody loved them. I heard no complaints. Yeah, everyone was really nice. Everyone was 
chill about taking photos. Every, and everyone was, it, was nice, it was a very nice and friendly atmosphere, is what I'm trying to get at here. Yes. And it went from 3 p.m. till 8 p.m. or 8.30 p.m. Yeah. So it was a good, like, five-hour stint. And then some of us went out for dinner afterwards, and, you know, we talked and we hung out, and we got to learn more about one another. So, yeah, it was a good, fun time. Yeah. So it was run by Eddie B. Photos and Ed Jaworski. Both of these two were very willing to talk to us about how everything was going down, and they ran this thing like a dream. And then they're planning on doing another one in September. Then while we were there, we also pitched ours on October 19th to them. We initially had another weekend planned, but they told us about another con actually going on that weekend, which is a Ace Comic Con, which is on the 12th of October. Which I am totes down to go to, by the way. Yeah, we might end up going to that. We'll let you know if we show up there. Yes. So, this is something I've learned over the years. Corralling cosplayers is like corralling cats. You never know what's going to happen. You might have a couple of runaways go off and do their own thing, which they handled beautifully. I cannot, I cannot hype them enough. Their information will be in this episode's description. And they pre-scouted things. This is something that a lot of people don't do nowadays. We talked about this in the photography episode. Yeah, you need to scout out your location. Make sure you have the permits. Make sure you know what your group size is going to be. Make sure you know what you want to do or have an idea of what you want to do. So that way, when you show up, you at least have an idea of what you're getting into and you aren't getting completely ambushed out of nowhere. Yes. One of the big things that I will do for this episode, I, I can't hype these two enough. But I also want to hype the other photographers that I had a chance to talk to. All their information will be posted in our description this week. So, yeah. If you guys want, check them out. If you are in the area at any given time, please jump into one of their photo shoots. They are great people. Next up is RamenCon. Yeah, I'll be at RamenCon because I have my hot pepper panel that I do with the adventure group. And we're working on planning that right now. But I'm sure we'll be doing reviews and karaoke like we usually do, and we'll see what new twists we're throwing on it. And then Jax and I are also working on panels that we are hoping will get accepted by Ramen Khan. We're hoping to also cover it as press. So hopefully Jax will be joining me. Yes. It has been a very long time since I've been to Ramen Khan, so hopefully I'll be able to see you all there. Yes. it's Even at the new location, because I don't think you've been to it since it's been at the new location. Not either. at all. So. I'm kind of excited for you to see the new location, not going to lie. Yep. Hopefully I might have a new costume ready by that point, too. Yeah, same. So, I personally think that we have talked your ear off long enough, at least for this episode. Yeah. So, just to recap, if you want to share anything that you thought about these conventions that we talk about today, please let us know. Also, if you have any conventions that you would like us to review or any conventions that you would like us to go to, please contact us in the description or contact your convention. Tell them that you love us. Tell them that we love them. Tell them that we are down the show. Yeah, we'll show up with sparkles and glitter. Oh yeah, and gold and shiny things. Yeah, you can reach us on Twitter at the conventional crew without the E. Our email is conventionalthepodcast at gmail.com and you have our new Patreon also shimmering down there below. Yes. And if you want to hang out with the community, please hit us up in Discord. The link will be in the description. And then the last thing is our coffee. If you want to, for some reason, buy me coffee. Because Jack doesn't drink coffee. I'm the coffee drinker. Yeah. Hey, if you buy him coffee, guess what? That means we'll actually post a message for you guys on the show itself. Well, I think that wraps everything up in a nice little bow. What do you think? Yeah. 
Sounds good to me. All right, so I hope this information was convenient for you. Enjoy your day. Peace. Peace.